Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, Valiant Sports fan? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Andrews, here again for a midterm with our intern, Chris Lewis. Chris, how are we doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Parker, hanging in there, getting ready for another good episode here. <laughs> getting ready for another good episode. Now, I have to say, we have, I am currently, what? how many playoff games has it been? There's been, what, eight? I think I'm one in seven so far. <laughs> um, so. And if you're listening to the show last week, you remember my one was I picked the Chiefs. And, you know, whether you think about a squib kick or not giving up yards in 13 seconds, I might have been wrong on that one, too. (laughs) So with that said, we're going to tell you exactly where to put your money. And if you're smart, maybe you go opposite of where I'm going. But as always, Chris says we're ready for another midterm episode. The midterm is brought to you by my bookie. Don't get left in the past. Bet with my bookie and you can get in the game now. You get kicked out of the crypto or your favorite currency. Use promo code FNSports to double your first deposit up to $1,000 on mybookie.com. The best part is my bookie accepts all well-known cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and can bet and withdraw with crypto and real cash. This weekend, we have a pair of championship caliber matchups between Cincinnati Bengals, Kansas City Chiefs, and the San Francisco 49ers and LA Rams. Be sure to Bet the line, which is minus seven for the Chiefs or minus three and a half for the Rams this weekend. We'll talk about where we want to put our money in a second, but don't miss out. They'll be first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code FN Sports. Head to my book today, place your bets, and watch the big games this weekend. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Chris, I've got a couple of options on theses here, and by a couple, I mean literally two. <laughs> Do you have a preference as to which one you want to lead with? Um, let's go with the AFC championship first. (laughs) All right. So the thesis reads the Kansas city chiefs will beat the Cincinnati Bengals by seven or more points. You hear that? And you think what? Oh, I don't want to do it after the last month and a half, but I'm giving it a B plus. (laughs) So call me crazy here. I'm going to sit at an A on this one. I, understand the love for Joey B, but I'm saying an A. Let's dive in. All right, Chris, you were much closer to the middle on this one. Again, the Kansas City Chiefs will beat the Cincinnati Bengals by seven or more points. So I'll let you defend that. You're close to the middle. Why are you wishy-washy on this one? I mean, because 
the like fan part of me has just like fallen in love with the Bengals and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase the past month, month and a half that I really, really want them to win. But like the betting side, the part of me that actually wants to win money, I just know that this game is not going to be close whatsoever just because the Chiefs are the Chiefs again. And I just think they're on a roll and I'm not sure if anyone can really stop them, especially since the Bills couldn't the other night. Well, and it certainly looked like at the end of the game that the Chiefs offense was just going to continue to score until the game was over and then they scored at, you know, the overtime at the buzzer. I I look at this and see obviously folks listen show often know that my criticism of Joe Burrow in college was, yeah, he's good, but he's surrounded by a plethora of NFL level talent. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Clyde Edwards Delaire, bunch of offensive linemen, right? Incredible offense. And so what Cincinnati decided to do was just surround him with a plethora of offense. They got Jamar Chase, you know, familiar face. But they also, Joe Mixon has this, like, resurgence and, you know, hit the youth real hard with them. And on the receiving side of things, they also have, obviously, T. Higgins. But I, I also like Uzoma, like the tight end. That's a useful weapon for a young quarterback. And, and I, I just... I see their offense putting up points. So I see how they could cut it to less than seven, theoretically, if you're betting the Bengals and why the line is seven. But I look at their defense, and their defense ranked very middle of the league across most statistical categories. Raw points against their 17th, but in passing yards against, passing yards down the field against, then rushing yards, if you're going to give a uh, thing about Clyde Edwards-Lair with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, I, I look at a very average defense and one of the best offenses I've ever seen between Benjamin and Reed calling it between Patrick Mahomes running it. And apparently all of the like backyard football type stuff. I mean, I mean, there's all these like inside football stuff coming out and that we have more mic'd up kind of coverage from the weekend where like before the last play to Kelsey, you just hear Patrick Mahomes say, Travis, do it, Travis, do it. And then throw a back shoulder fade to the end zone, right? Like, like at the end of the day, I don't know how a middle of the road defense is going to keep them from scoring, but I take it. You think that the Bengals are going to be able to keep up. I think, like scoring wise, the Bengals definitely should be able to keep up. The only problem with me, which I think is a problem with a lot of people, is like their offensive line is just so bad. The Bengals, and I just think the Chiefs' defense, the way they've kind of had a resurgence the second half of the year, I think they're going to be able to really take advantage of the Bengals' offensive line. Because I mean. Yeah, the Titans' defense is good, but I don't really think anyone would say it's a great defense. And how many times did Burrow get sacked last week? I think it was like nine, somewhere around there. <laughs> hey, they the, won while giving up nine sacks. I've never seen yeah. anything like it. <laughs> yeah, so like giving up nine sacks, you really don't deserve to win at that point, but they somehow did. But yeah, I just think the Chiefs' defense is way better than the Titans' defense. So I think they're going to have a, have a day with the Bengals' offensive line. But, I mean, in terms of offense, yeah, you hit the nail on the hammer there. Like, their offense is so potent. It's probably one of the few offenses that can really keep up with the Chiefs now. And so if it's it's probably going to be a shootout just like the Chiefs-Bills game was. But I just don't know if I can trust the offensive line for the Bengals to hold up and give Burrow the time he needs to get some yards and put some points up. Well, and that you feel better about them than I, again, if you listen to the show frequently, probably means that other people should. I, I think that the over-under is set at 54 and a half, and I, I, and I think that the over-under is set at 54 and a half, and I think that we both would agree that if you have any faith in the Bengals, you're probably pushing the over there, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're assuming it's a 
35-35 kind of game down the stretch and someone makes a play as opposed to if if it's if it's a lower scoring game I think I had had edged the Chiefs there and first of all I don't know how that they don't score a lot of points this weekend and secondly if it's like a blowout of a game I only see one of these teams able to blow the other out right mm-hmm. yeah I yeah I don't think it's really gonna I can see the Chiefs covering the minus seven but yeah it's the blowout is definitely going to be tough because I feel like they're just both going to put up crazy amounts of points. And I believe the over-under for Chiefs-Bills was also at 54, 54 and a half. So they're basically saying that the AFC Championship is going to be a repeat of last weekend, which I guess is probably probably has a very good shot of happening. <laughs> well, and if, if we get a repeat of last Sunday night's game, I mean, that was as good a game as I've seen – yeah, like when you include stakes and what's on the line, and frankly, it's a chance to go to the AFC Championship game, but there's no more Rodgers, no more Brady, right? Like this is really like two of the best quarterbacks in the game going just duking it out almost like a boxing match. And and I'm not a, I'm not a big quarterback win as a you know win as a quarterback stat kind of guy, and it did feel like this boxing match between two phenomenal athletes. If we get anything close to that with Joe Burrow and and Patrick Mahomes, it, it's a win. Anything close. Oh, yeah. I got to say, though, it's not really a betting thing, but more on sports talk. The talk of the week has been, do you change overtime rules? We obviously both are, like, oogling, ogling. I'm drooling a little bit over last Sunday's game. What are your thoughts, man? No, absolutely do not change the overtime rules. I even tweeted it, like, the I believe it was Monday after the game. Like, the AFC Championship couple years ago between Patriots and Chiefs. Patriots did the same exact thing the Chiefs did to the Bills. I mean, at that time, the Chiefs were complaining, but now that they go and do the same exact thing to a different team, they're not really complaining that much, but I just don't see the <laughs> point in changing the overtime rules. They're, they're set how they are for a reason. If you don't want the other team to score, stop them. It's that simple. I know, obviously, the X's and O's and everything, it's a lot more detailed than that, but if you want to win the game in overtime, stop the other team. It's that simple. You have a good 75 yards to stop them. So I just, I'm not a big fan of changing the rules around. Well, and, and I can like go a long way around why, why I feel a little differently. I, I think the like most snippet thing of why I disagree is if the overtime rules were just to play another quarter, I'd gotten like 11 more minutes of that football game. That was a fantastic football yeah, game. Yeah. <laughs> like, like very selfishly, I just want to watch more of that game. And I got I got cut short 11 minutes, it feels like. I I have other reasons too, but just like in, you know, in a vacuum, I get to watch more football. And I understand the expenditure on the bodies and why that makes sense in the regular season and all of that. But selfishly as a fan, I also enjoy watching the game. <laughs> and some fun props here. First half difference being four. First half over-unders at 27. The other things we got here are money lines at minus 345. Do you typically bet prop bets when you get to a – do you do fun prop bets when you get to a playoff game, or do you wait for the Super Bowl and the funky one? So the way I've been tending to do the prop bets this postseason is if I'm, like, truly not sure what team is going to win, like, I really didn't – I really could not have told you who was going to win that game between the Rams and the Bucks. Like, when I'm that uncertain about it, that's when I'll go to the prop bets because I – trust my chances more in that like in that game I had Odell touchdown and Leonard Fournette over rushing yards and the rushing yards hit the touchdown didn't but (laughs) when when I do the prop bets it's usually when I either don't care who the winner is or I just truly don't know who it is whatsoever or if it's just something that looks like it's so valuable you like have to take it 
For sure. Um, it looks like we got a few more within the other game. We do need to talk about the other game of the weekend because, frankly, it's a little bit closer spread. The spread in, the, in between the L.A. Rams and the San Francisco 49ers is set at minus three and a half for the L.A. Rams. I obviously was super impressed by about a half of football they played last weekend. What What's your take on the Rams-Niners game? What do you see happening there? Ooh. And I've been liking the Rams decent amount all season long. I know Odell is just having a resurgent year, but Jimmy Garoppolo, when he's a starting quarterback of the Niners, I don't know how he pulls wins out, and it doesn't make sense, but he just somehow does it every single time. So I'm really torn on this one, but I think with the way the Rams have been playing, granted they almost choked a 27-3 to lead to the Bucs, but they dominated the Cardinals, who were like the best team the first half of the year. I think the Rams have a good shot of covering that. Minus three and a half, so I'd probably have to lean towards them on Sunday. Yeah, and, and I think I want to lean towards the Rams too. I will say it would be weird to have a rematch in the Super Bowl between the Niners and the Chiefs. And weirdly, that feels like something that was more common in previous eras of football. I guess the Giants and Patriots hit up in a couple Super Bowls, but they weren't very close. They were like five or five years apart, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was three or four but at my mass four office. or five yeah yeah it's yeah. somewhere around there it was like um, 08 and 11 i think but in like the 80s and 90s you did have like the cowboys and the bills met up a couple times like the state like steelers and packers met up. like like you did have these more frequent matchups whereas in our lifetimes it was just the patriots versus whoever won the nfc for a long time right and so <laughs> that was as close to a rivalry or a repeat as we'd get i i think i also favor the rams here i think it's interesting when you're watching a game and Opinions could differ here. Maybe you think Cooper Cup is better than Odell Beckham. Maybe you think Odell Beckham is better than Cooper Cup. I know if either one of those guys is my second best wide receiver, I have a really good core of wide receivers, right? Like, like at the yeah. end of the day, I'm not sure I'm, it's worth it to split hairs and figure out well, which one's better at this. And they have like different route ring skills. And and the, like Cooper Cup had the better statistical year this year, of course. Um, and so I don't mean to take away from that, but like I also can look at it as like. With how few games Odell, Odell Beckham played, like eight games, he had uh, 27 catches for 300 yards across those eight games, working his way into an system. I've also seen him score touchdowns in playoff games this year for them. And I know Browns fans are at home like worried about, like, that's not the same guy we had. And it's not the same guy you had because the defense has to also cover Cooper Cup. <laughs> um, I I think that, that that's a big advantage for them, even as tough as their pass rush has been. Pass rush got after Dallas. Pass rush got after Aaron Rodgers in the cold a little bit. I just I see I see too much firepower on this uh, the Rams side. I also worry the they've had some injuries along the offensive line in San Francisco. You're a Brady guy. You just saw him get beat up last weekend. That Rams defensive front can get after it, right? Obviously, Aaron Donald oh, yeah. is like the man, um, but they really can get after you, and so. I, I guess that's my my thought there is that like theoretically that should be an even better matchup than they might have had a week ago. I guess you know both teams are a little beat up and and Worf's was a big miss for the for the Buccaneers. But I will say though, yeah, I do agree with most of that. I will say though, if the Niners somehow beat the Rams, which I really don't think many people are expecting, and they face off in a rematch against the Chiefs, I don't know why, but I will take the Niners to get their revenge on it. I just wanted to put out put that out there i just feel like if it's a rematch it's gonna the niners are gonna get their revenge that's I, I i still think the rams are gonna 
when because yeah, like you said, their defense is finally figuring it out. That's an interesting strategic question there, right? So you would in a matchup, and there's some of that that's also just like cojones and feel good, and they have some vinge factor. But you would feel more comfortable picking the Niners over the Chiefs and the Rams. It sounds like. Yes, but if it's Rams, actually, pretty much if it's the Chiefs against either one of the teams from the NFC, I think I'm probably going to lean with the NFC teams. Oh, interesting. Honest. So you're feeling the NFC this way. And then it, do the Bengals change your flavor at all? If they can somehow beat the Chiefs, I'm riding <laughs> with the Bengals. But I just – I can't see the Bengals winning this game. If they get a if they get an upgraded offensive line this offseason, they're my favorite next year by far. But well, and, and frankly, if the Bengals upset the Chiefs, they feel like a team of destiny. Like, oh, like, yeah. like that I'm not betting against them. <laughs> yeah. First playoff win in 31 years, end up going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's well, and and I guess Joe Burrow spent all of his rookie year hurt, but he goes from like crazy, undefeated, unrepli- or irreplicable season LSU rookie season hurt. Second year in the NFL, he is like this crazy, wild playoff run. Like, I, I would have trouble betting against that bad juju and karma. I, I, I don't know if I could pick all that. As we look at this, you know, we are winding down football season. We'll obviously come back and talk about the Super Bowl as we get closer to the, at, closer to the Super Bowl. When it is not football season, you're a big football guy, and people are going to my bookie and getting ready to, like, you know, get their fix. What kind of stuff are you typically watching in a non-football season week? Mostly NBA, since that's, like, the sport that I can – that I know better and can be confident in what I bet on. I, I wish I could be more into hockey and – be be good at understanding that but i just can't do it so it's really like during the week it's more nba for me over anything and obviously when we get closer to the march madness bracket we can start breaking that kind of stuff down that's like even if you don't watch college basketball you get into the bracket for about a month it's the best time of year March Madness. (laughs) but i'd imagine as the show moves out of football season we'll start looking at things like the nba on a week-to-week basis big games those kinds of things if they uh even have a season or if the mlb season (laughs) starts on time yeah if baseball ever plays i guess we'll talk about them some and you're a red sox guy i'm an astros guy that could be actually a nice little fun fun right back and forth um speaking of you're a red sox guy talk to us about what you've been up to lately where can people find you to talk all things boston so yeah i've been i've mentioned a couple times before i'm I'm working on a new podcast that should be coming out soon i've just been very busy with work lately just trying to make some money because that's what you do after college but yeah, I'm on Twitter at Chris underscore Sliwa7, just always rambling my sports takes there. I've been having some fun with that lately. And yeah, that's about it. I just want to say, though, shout out to first ballot Hall of Famer Dave Ortiz. I know there's some controversy going around with that, with the whole steroid stuff, but I just wanted to put that out there. Well, and I, I mean, this not to go too crazy, I I would put Ortiz in. My bigger thing is I'm one of those guys that would put all of those guys in. Yeah. I don't think in like a telling story of baseball way. I'm I'm one of the guys that's like they're part of the story of baseball. I also think it's worth pointing out that like the Ortiz link to steroids is the Mitchell report. He didn't ever actually test positive, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I like as much as the Mitchell report is a real thing, so are the real tests they did on him for the next 15 years, right? Like, <laughs> those I was are, actually kind of, I was actually kind of surprised he got it on the first try. I didn't think he was going to, to be honest. Well, as far as he didn't ruffle any feathers, his personality, he's a very lovable yeah. guy, oh, super yeah. Boston. You know, this is my bleeping city. <laughs> oh, that was one of the greatest moments of my life. I still remember that. I remember watching that. On TV. Uh, 
<laughs> so that's Chris's city is best moments of life are David Ortiz, Hall of Famer, championships, Tom Brady. If you want to see me talk about the Houston Rockets losing a bunch of games or the Texas Longhorns losing a bunch of games or the Houston Texans, Dallas Cowboys losing all their games, etc., you can find me at Painsworth512. That's P-A-I-N-S-W-R-T-H-512 on Instagram and Twitter. I'll be lamenting all of those losses as well as doing like, you know, these shows and when I'm writing and all that stuff gets posted there fairly frequently. I also post like wins and losses on sneakers and, and all the, the fun stuff. And all of that. This show is on Instagram and Twitter as well. We're on Instagram at F underscore N underscore sports. That's at F underscore N underscore sports. And on Twitter, we're at FN sports too. That's F I N S P R T S number two, all one word on Twitter. Through those Twitter links, you'll be able to find links to all of our all of our sponsors, like my bookie, obviously. You'll be able to get to the beard struggle. You'll also be able to get to our link to Yeti. You can also work your way through it to find our merch store. You can find all of our t-shirts and hoodies and and mugs and those kinds of things special t-shirt drive this month is going to be the 42 drive in which we're looking to help out the thurgood marshall college fund which helps out with scholarships to hbcus Uh, it's a 42 drive it looks kind of similar to a certain baseball team in la's jersey with 42 on the front end back so make sure you go check that out that's all the stuff we've got for you this week so go to my bookie use code fn sports double deposit make a fun bet maybe listen to me maybe don't but whatever you do when it comes to sports Don't flunk with us. (laughs) Later, guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.